With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. In crying and asking for the prisoner, he said the prisoner was his father. How did he know that when the prisoner gave no name and was arrested only last night? The boy, Billy Tyke, his name is, so I suppose the father is called Tyke also, says his father went out last night. He was always a drunkard and left the boy to starve. The boy followed him later and, knowing he would be on the burst, went to the public house where the man was arrested for passing the bad shilling. There he was told that his father was in the jail and came here to ask us to let him see him. You should have refused and have detained the boy. Well, I was moved by the little chap's tears, said the constable abashed, so I let him go into the cell. Were you with him? asked the inspector sharply. No, sir. We left them alone for a few minutes. As the boy was so sad and cut up, I thought there would be no harm in doing that. Well, sir, the boy came out again in ten minutes, still crying, and said he would get a lawyer to defend his father. He did not believe his father had passed the money. Then he went away. Later, about a half an hour later, we went into the cell and found the man lying, groaning, with an empty bottle of whiskey beside him. The doctor came and said he thought the man had been poisoned. The man groaned and said the young shaver had done for him. Then he became unconscious and died. Jennings listened to this statement calmly. He saw again the hand of the coiners. The person who controlled the members evidently thought that the man would blab and accordingly took precautionary measures to silence him. Without doubt, the man had been poisoned and the boy had been sent to do it. What is the boy like, he asked. Billy Tyke, sir, said the constable, replying on a nod from his chief, to whom he looked for instructions. A thin boy, fair, and with red rims around his eyes, looks half starved, sir, and has a scarred mouth as though he had been cut on the upper lip with a knife. Getting started, but suppressed his emotion under the keen eyes of the observant twining. He had an idea that he knew the boy was, but as yet could not be sure. I'll cut along to the public house where this man was arrested, said Jennings. I suppose you'll hold an inquest. Certainly, seeing that the man has been poisoned. Then the inspector proceeded to rebuke the constable who had performed his duty so ill and threatened him with dismissal. Jennings left in the midst of the trouble after getting the inspector to promise that he would report the result of the inquest. 
At the public house, it was the White Horse, Keeley, an adjoining suburb. Jennings learned that the man who called himself, or rather who was called by his presumed son, Tyke, was not an habitué of the place. I dare say, commented Jennings on reading this last sentence, he has his own axe to grind over that money. It was about this time that the detective received a visit from Susan Grant. She looked as neat and timid as usual, and appeared at his rooms one morning with a request for an interview. I said I would help Mr. Mallow if I could, she said when seated. Oh, and have you anything likely to help him? Not exactly, said Susan, but I found some old papers of father's. I don't quite understand, said the detective, who did not see what the girl's father had to do in the matter. Well, it's this way, sir. Father was poisoned five years ago. Who poisoned him? That we never knew, explained Susan. Father's name was Maxwell. But when mother married Mr. Grant, she made me take that name. It was supposed that father committed suicide, and mother felt the disgrace dreadful. That was why she married and changed the name. But I don't believe father, when, on the point of making us rich, would swallow so much arsenic as he did. What's that? Arsenic, said Jennings, recalling the death of Tyke. Yes, sir. It was this way. Father was working at Rexton. At Rexton, said Jennings impatiently. Yes, yes, go on. At a house near the railway station, which I can point out, mother having seen it when she went to inquire. Inquire about what? About father's secret job. He had one he used to go to for three hours every day by agreement with the foreman. Father was very clever and could do all sorts of things. Mother never knew what the job was. But father said it would make us all rich. Yes, go on, Jennings looked at her, nursing his chin. The other day I came across some papers, said Susan, taking a roll out of her pocket, and it proved to be plans of father's secret job. And you might have knocked me down with a feather, Mr. Jennings, when I saw on the plans the name of Rose Cottage. The detective jumped up, greatly excited. Rose Cottage, he cried, holding out his hands. The plans, the plans. I brought them as I know Miss Saxon knew now has Rose Cottage, is engaged to Mr. Mallow. Haven't you got over that nonsense yet, said Jennings, who was looking eagerly at the plans. Yes, I have, replied Miss Grant confidentially. I am engaged to a rising young baker who is just a foreman just now but we hope to save and start a shop. Still, I promised to help Mr. Mallow, and I thought he would like to see those plans. You see, sir, they have to do with Rose Cottage. Yes, I do see, almost shouted Jennings, and I'll bag the whole lot. What are you talking about, sir? Ah, uh, I forgot you don't know, said the detective, subsiding. I'll tell you later, but you have made a discovery, Susan. This plan shows a secret entrance into Rose Cottage. I know it does, sir, and I thought Miss Saxon would like to see it. I don't know what Miss Loach wanted with a secret entrance, though. I fancy I do, said Jennings, rolling up the plans. Your father was a very clever man, Susan. Too clever, 
for some people. He made this secret entrance when the new wing of the cottage was built five years ago, and those who employed him gave him arsenic by way of a reward. Tyke died of arsenic also, so they are carrying on the same game. Oh, dear, oh, dear, wept Susan, not hearing the latter part of the sentence. So father was poisoned after all. Who did it, sir? I can't tell you that, said Jennings, becoming cautious. You had better say nothing about this, Susan, till I give you leave. You have done Mr. Mallow a great service. These plans may lead to a discovery of the murderer. And then Miss Saxon will marry Mr. Mallow? Yes, will you be sorry? No, Mr. Jennings, I am quite satisfied with my baker. Then I tell you what, Susan, Lord Caranby has offered a reward for the detection of the murderer. If these plans lead to his detection, you will receive a sufficient sum to set up in business. End of chapter 19